last time on the praise down uh yeah you guys uh you guys should probably check out uh the uh there's this video game that's basically doom but yeah. uh, you play noah and you're on an ark yeah and you go around shooting the animals and that somehow saves them pretty good it takes them to heaven faster it takes them to heaven faster the goal is to get all the animals to heaven yeah <laughs> uh so uh you are Jarvix. I just want to establish that in this recap. Yes, that's that's me. I'm Jarvix. And you uh <laughs> you know a surprising amount about Christian music. Well, only about these uh couple of specific bands. Uh have you got how much mute math have you guys listened to? That's all the time we have. Stay tuned. Oh. Bye Jarvix. Stay tuned next week for Another episode of The Praise Down with Zach Smith. We're going to be talking about Me Without You. Got a church van. It seats about 20. So come on and give us your tithing money. The Praise Down is a little podcast hosted by Ethan Alex. Praise Down, baby. Praise Down, baby. Welcome to the Praise Down. We hope that was uh, as gratifying for all of you as it was for us. Uh, I'm Heath. I'm Alex. We're, we host this thing. Yes, we're the damn hosts. We're the mayors of this city. Yeah. And uh, we're here with uh, a great comic that we all like and a great friend, uh, Zach Smith. Hi, Zach. Hi, guys. Hello. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. This is... Yeah. I've had, I've had like a Christ boner for four days. Oh, man. Uh, i ready for this. <laughs> You know, if you have it more than three days, you're supposed to call the doctor. Yeah, I'm supposed to go to heaven, right? <laughs> no, you're right. I'm you're to right. Yeah. yeah. Is that a, right. is that a Christian hardcore band we need to know about? Christ, Christ Boner. Yeah. Christ Boner. They yeah, they got exiled. Uh, <laughs> they did. They did. They all of us turned our back on them uh-huh. as they walked into the woods to die. <laughs> Classic Christian rock, man. That's how it works. That's pretty metal. Yeah. Well, we take it seriously. I mean, I guess you'd have to. There's yeah. nothing more serious than whether or not you get into heaven. Yeah, there's no music mm-hmm. taken more seriously than Christian music in most cases. I you would are, agree with that. Oh, I do. Yeah, there's a. It's a. It's an agenda, mm-hmm. agenda-based music. So yeah. you're really into it. I guess. Well, uh, what is it? Um, the newsboys don't take themselves too seriously. That's true. Are they still around? They are still around. Uh, They're still doing it. There was. Do you remember that show, Blind Date? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the original basis for the Newsboys was on there, and he no talked he talked about how he used to be in the Newsboys, but now he just wants a woman to sit on his face, uh, and I was devastated. Wow, as like a, as like a nineteen year old kid, just uh, eight year old kid, just I, I imagine when you were nineteen, you looked very different, and hearing that just turned you into what you look like now. <laughs> yeah, it just disheveled me. I, I had a tie on over the course. My Bible like, just turned to ash over like in my hand. <laughs> Over the course of like three days, even. Yeah. <laughs> just, I went into a room and came out 
three days later just <sighs> looking bald and <laughs> gross. And, yeah. But they're still around. They're still making music. They're yeah, still, man. yeah. You gotta, I mean. They just have a very rotary cast. Yeah, they, they really don't. do. I don't even think any of the original members yeah. are still in Newsboys is an institution at this point. It's like no <laughs> longer a band. Well, once you get kicked out, if anybody sits on your face and that keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a real turnstile, sort of. It's a, uh, the turnover on that band is Worse ridiculous. than a Brahms. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's worse than Brahms. Save the Hilo. Local reference. <laughs> yep. You Okies listening to? Hey, where are my Oklahoma heads at? <laughs> Where are my panhandle panhandlers at? Where? <laughs> hey, listeners in the panhandle, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, come. Uh, yeah, uh, fe- give us feedback. Give us feedback. Send us your emails, and uh, we'll have you all on the podcast. One at a time. <laughs> so, Zach, welcome to this thing. Thank you. Right, yes. Um, we're going to ask you the first question that we always ask people. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with the Lord? How's your walk? All legit, really good. Yeah? Yeah. Like yeah, I I've got my personal faith and it's it's actually doing pretty well for me at the moment. Cool. All right, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Am Hell I the yeah. first Christian? Like, no, I'm... you are not. Um, but that does open up a lot of more fun questions. Oh than, yeah. Uh, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, so we, let's just sort of dive into it. What what does your personal faith sort of what are what are some of the features of it? Uh, I I believe in God in the sense of it's everywhere, so you mm-hmm. treat everything around you at all times with love mm-hmm. and take care of it. I, I do believe in Jesus. I believe in hope in certain ways. I, I don't believe in the church very much, but I believe in what I believe, my little faith pocket. The mm-hmm. personal walk with God. You remember that, you yeah. remember that mm-hmm. phrase? Like I, I try and live by it because yeah. otherwise you're just at a church being a dummy. Yeah. yeah. So um, is G- Jesus just because like that's what you grew up with? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I, I would say so. It probably it probably has a lot to do with it. And saying that I practice, I don't practice a ton, mm-hmm. but I try and let some type of higher positive influence try and exude it as much as I can mm-hmm. wherever I go. It's more of being a nice thing, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like for me, it comes from somewhere like that. Yeah, and and I feel like I feel like most people we know are kind of like on that same mm-hmm. on that same kind of vibe. It's it's the idea of being like a layman, like a you. You want people to see your acts of kindness and then ask you what's going on. I'm right. not here to convert. Like, I would right. never try and convert somebody ever. But it's just the layman aspect of it all. Which, yeah. there was a Christian band from O'Keen called Layman Friar. Really? Oh, yeah. That's the end of their story. <laughs> Did they get exiled? <laughs> they got exiled. Oh, we took boy. their instruments and we built things out of them <laughs> other than instruments. You whittled their guitars down to arrows to shoot at <laughs> them and they don't yeah. run into the forest yeah. far, fast enough. <laughs> you could make a pretty decent bow out of a guitar, I feel like. Yeah, like, this, oh, yeah. The there's instruments. already six strings on There's it. Only... You only need one to make a bow. <laughs> 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 That's airtight logic. Yeah. <laughs> also, a burrito's a sandwich. <laughs> That is true. It's just just meat. It's just bread around meat, man. That's all a sandwich is. Burrito's a sandwich. Any savory crepe is a sandwich. Any sweet crepe also a sandwich. Because peanut butter. If a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a sandwich, any sweet crepe is a sandwich. What about the Serbian bitter crepe? It's a fruit. It's a secret agent, actually. <laughs> He's from Ohio. It's kind of strange. 
That's it makes it a you, good code name. You guys not plugged into the secret agent scene? No. No. Oh. I only know about sandwiches. <laughs> so how um what what was uh religion like growing up? Like what was that all about for you? It was it was a very social aspect of growing up. Like it was very it was it was like my social life was the church. You grew up in Cherokee, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cherokee, Oklahoma. We're not a local podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cherokee, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Population twelve hundred. Tiny little town. Oh yeah. yeah. So okay. church, that's yeah, one of those towns where church is like the only thing to do. There's a lot of them, yeah. We, for as small as we were, there was like five or six churches in the town. Wow, that's enough. Well, 1,200 people divided by six. That's like 200 people for a church. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, wow, I've never <laughs> thought about it that way. They really were meeting the needs of the people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it means. The no, church is only for 200 people at a time. Yeah, if any, uh, any more, and it stops being a church. It, it starts it's becoming it's a, a corporate. It's a yeah. club. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's an holy gathering. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up in the church. My mom played piano in it for my entire life, and I was in the. I preached a couple of times. Whoa, you did? Yeah, I was trained missionary and did all that sort of stuff. Yeah, cool. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I never went anywhere. I just trained in it. Yeah. Can we talk about what early. that is? The yeah. training? Yeah, missionary training. Okay, well, let's say. Okay, ask me just any question. Um, is a burrito a sandwich? Yeah, but I'd like to talk to you about something else first. <laughs> and then you just go into it. Like, they, they used to teach us, like, say you're bowling with friends. Approach them while they're getting their hands over the little air dryer. And it's just like, ugh. I didn't. I wasn't this the sounds like, fan of that. This sounds like, it sounds like you trained to be a pickup artist for God. Pretty much. Like, you just go out there. A lot of Michael C. Hall's walking around. And, uh, there's, a like, a fuzzy Pope hat. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> They call you the mystery pope. <laughs> I like the mystery pope. That sounds. <laughs> Is there a way to like neg people for God? Oh. oh, big time, big time. You just let them know what their sins are. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that's all you do. It's like, hey, I noticed you looked at that woman earlier. What are you sinning? You sinning? Yeah. Oh, I noticed you didn't open the door for me. You sinning? That's why I say I like to be sinning. Yeah. That sounds like a catchphrase you could for a dad in a sitcom. Like after I get done skateboarding, I'd drop up on it and go, you sinning? <laughs> that, that was my catch. You sinning? You kids back here in this alley, you sinning? You sinning? <laughs> <laughs> you come home to your sitcom house and there's crayon all over the wall and you go up to your daughter's bedroom and go, hey, you sinning? You sinning? <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, you just you just mean to people and they come to Jesus. Is that really the experience? No, that's not, <laughs> no, no. I love it in a generalized way, kinda. I guess I don't. know. It was more about just helping people than than anything really. Until that, I want to talk about something else. Yeah, it's like a timeshare. Like I, I bring oh. you in with my kindness and everything, and then I'm gonna take you office to office and pitch a timeshare to you. An eternal timeshare. Oh, yeah. An eternal timeshare. You're sharing it, but time is infinite, so like. Yeah, but it's Branson, so. It really lowers oh. the value. What if Branson is heaven? What if you I think die and it go is. to Branson? I, it's like if Vegas found Jesus is Branson. Wow. Like, replace the slot machines with putt putt courses. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very Jesus y there. 
it's good. To, I'm glad Yakov Smirnov went to heaven. Me too. And now, <laughs> me too. And I'm glad he got to to do things in heaven three times a day. Yeah. And serve lunch to people while he entertained in heaven. That guy. Oh boy. Guys, the Blues Brothers aren't in heaven. No. No. So no. Can't no. Be no. That's true. They went to hell during the movie. I think. I think so. Yeah, that's how it ended. Yeah. And then Are Bru- we getting Blues this Brothers confused with the pick of destiny? Oh, with oh D- yeah, yeah. I yeah. always do this. I always do this. Yeah, because yeah. Tenacious D is two fat guys. Blues Brothers, one fat guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yep, yep. It's like when I'd get uh, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy mixed <laughs> up, <laughs> and I'd almost think they were the exact same movie. <laughs> They literally just made the same. <laughs> they literally movie just two like times. change your clothes. So We're gonna make another movie. <sighs> We're gonna shoot that scene again, but you guys are gonna be wearing completely different. <laughs> We're outfits. gonna shoot the movies at the same time. And we're going to CGI new clothes on you in one of them. You know, if you watch them both at the same time on two different screens and then listen to The Dark Side of the Moon, it syncs up perfectly. <laughs> Wait, at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> both of them at once and The Dark Side of the Moon. And Wizard of Oz, if we're And like. Wizard of Oz. So Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Have the same narrative beats as as Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. which I think we all knew subconsciously. Oh, yeah. yeah, it yeah yeah it just fits. So, so you, did you um? When did you start listening to Christian music? Was that kind of like a? It probably started around freshman year of high school, uh, eighth yeah. grade, eighth grade freshman year. Did you care about music before, or was it just like? Yeah, I, I cared. I, I was more into like. I, I was raised by older parents, so more like the Beatles, and I was I was raised on like sixties and seventies mm-hmm. music, and then uh, I got into praise and worship, playing the drums, and then mm. that kind of led, oh. you know, it's like smoking your first Jesus cigarette. Yeah, it just leads you down the path to. to What's things. a Jesus cigarette? Huh. <laughs> the opposite the of opposite. a jazz cigarette. <laughs> the opposite of a jazz cigarette. Yeah, it's a Jesus cigarette. Yeah, it's the Jesus cigarette. So just a cigarette. It's just it's incense. A... You just smoke a, oh. a cigarette of incense. Yeah, there's like lavender in there. Yeah, yeah, feels good on the tongue. Yeah, mm-hmm. cleans the body out. Mm. So yeah, really expels the spirit. So you got into Christian music via drumming. Yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest part of it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Man, I thought drumming. Now, I, only, how does, yeah. I thought drumming only gets you into like Dave Matthews band. Rush, oh, <laughs> like to see them or to be in the band. Just like what that drummer's doing. Yeah, there was. I think there was some of that, but I, I don't really. I can't really explain it. I've never really thought about it this way in my entire life. What did I do that for? Yeah, what what Christian bands were your drum inspirations? <laughs> mm, g- good. It's it started with just horrible like DC Talk, mm-hmm. Third Day, mm-hmm. uh, Switchfoot, mm-hmm. um, Newsboys, yeah, OC Supertones, mm. those types of guys. You guys notice know every member of Third of Third Day is Vigo Mortensen. Are they really all five of them? Yeah, just kind of in a nutty professor type situation. Okay, so they've just he's just trans. Did he? Did he? Okay, mm-hmm. so there's there's four of them. Plus the original. Isn't there like five? Well, I'm saying there is the original still in there. The original Vigo Mortensen. He's busy. I think he just. He I did think five. I think there's five six Vigos. But, they, but he makes the money. Right. right. Well, Third Day mm-hmm. makes. Well, Third Day is Vigo Mortensen. Uh, that's true. So. He does make the money. 
My dad loves Third Day. We gotta have him on. Talking yeah, about do. Third Was Day. Was he a fan of their older stuff, like Consuming Fire? And um, yeah, I think so. That, because they became just straight praise and worship after a while, right? Like after around like two thousand three, I think they just became straight praise and worship. Ooh, then I don't know how... Early, I was thinking of that as their early oh, stuff. Oh, no, their early stuff was like 96, 97. What? Oh, yeah. Like Switchfoot. You know, you know Switchfoot? Yeah, They've yeah, been yeah. around just as long. That's bonkers. Their, their album, New Way to Be Human, I think came out a freshman year, eighth grade year of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. I, I think to answer why I jumped into the Christian... It was a social thing. Like I, mm-hmm. I The people at the church all played music. Nobody else really did, and so... It kind of just led to that, and then there was a couple of people that knew Christian music, so I just kind of got into it. Yeah, in a town that small, I bet the only opportunity anybody gets to play music is, like, in the church. It really is. Like, up in northwest Oklahoma, there's, uh, back in the heyday, there was, like, seven or eight of us Christian bands, and we'd all tour together and play all around and drive to the city and do the city, and, yeah, we all toured together, but there was, like, seven or eight of us. We had punk and... All types of hardcore and all types of bands up there. You contain awesome. multitudes, my man. Um, Do you still drum at all? I haven't in a little while. It, yeah. It's been a little while. Okay. I did it up until probably 2009. I kind of started doing comedy and stopped yeah. being very focused on playing drums. Yeah. Okay. You only get to pick one. Yep, that's true. Yeah, any, yeah I burned them. Mm-hmm. You... I burned them. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Ogletree's trying room. to do both. You, you sacrifice them to... George Carlin, obviously. I said, I said, oh, great Carlin. These words I should not say. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put them on the fire. You're in a rope chanting the seven words. <laughs> I love this. I love the Carlin cult. <laughs> oh, he's great. It's good food. It's good food. They always have good food at the meetings at the Carlin cult. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Expand on that. Little sandwiches, mm-hmm. uh, big sandwiches. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Most places only have one size of sandwich. That's and that's kind of that's why they set them because they know George wouldn't want just one type of sandwich. Mm-hmm. Now speaking of types of sandwiches, are burritos included? No. Oh, interesting. No, God, no. That's something we feel George would just yell about. That's if, fair. If he was, I can't think of. It. I can't think of one cult that's like progressive on this burrito sandwich thing to be fair honestly you're right i feel like you do say one night you could do burritos but we're only meeting three times a week so it doesn't leave a lot of yeah that's true time yeah it's not like you're just there to eat no we have to get to the agenda mm-hmm. <laughs> fix up that parking lot <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess it's a nightmare so so tell us more about touring with the band, with all those bands. Like all seven of you toured? Uh, no, we'd we'd go out two at a time or three at a time. Oh, I got you. Um, How far would you go? Uh, we Tulsa and Borger, Texas, and Oklahoma City, and just around. We did. I think we. I, I feel like we traveled somewhere big one time. Maybe Norman. That may have been Ooh, it. Oh yeah. I think we may have oh, gone out to Norman, mama. but there was little. Christian indie places up on all over like Claremore had one. Um, there was just little Christian music venues, but they play they they did like hardcore bands and punk bands, and so okay. that's the ones we'd always go and play at. Best of of the of the towns you've been to, best Christian music scene, worst Christian music scene. Great call. Oh boy, 
Tulsa had a really good Christian music scene. Um, yeah. They they did. Oral Roberts is up there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's there. He's like a hundred and eighteen, but yeah, I think. God, he's a terrible guy. I was I was in a band. I was actually forty seven Pancakes, my first Christian band. Our bassist ended up going to Oral Roberts. Mm. Yeah, never heard from him again. <laughs> he's dead. He's hey. part of those giant hands now. Oh boy! You know who I bet has a shitty Christian music scene? Edmund Amsterdam. Wow. Whoa. I don't know. You really feel that way? I feel like, yeah, I feel like Amsterdam's probably got a real bad one. I, don't, yeah. I haven't even heard of European Christian music, to be honest. Blindside. They were a great Whoa. Swedish hardcore band. What? Wait, what? Sweden, European? Uh, yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to say a lot of things that... Oh, you're, yeah, you're going to be talking I out feel of, like I'm going to say a lot of things confidently, and you're going to be like, actually, no. It's, you're going to be talking out of your rump. Yeah. <laughs> Talking out my tush. Talking out here. You'll be doing a lot of tush talking to Damn us. Damn, took us. <laughs> out of that poop shoot. You <laughs> Pontificating out of that poop shoot. <laughs> Ooh, having dialogue out that dumper. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, but Blindside, they were, they were a great hardcore band. They got They played on Conan once. Wow, really? Yeah. What? Yeah, the guitarist would do little side flips while he played. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. What? I know. <laughs> it's so cool. That's real cool. <sighs> Damn. Side flips, so like cartwheels in the air? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That okay. can't be legal. Okay. I'm okay with that just because what if like a very popular mainstream rock band did that? Like, how powerful would they be? Wow. Okay. So, like, if the guys from Slipknot did oh. it. The last thing we oh. need Slipknot to be doing is acrobatics on stage. Like, yeah, they'd get up on the, the gallon drums that they play and, like, do stuff off of them. Yeah, and then, um, like, the lead singer does an ultimate Ninja Warrior course, like, behind <laughs> the entire. Oh, my God. He's singing at the same time, too. He couldn't be happier to be there. Got the most powerful lungs in the world. Think of how much that would ruin your day to learn that everybody in Slipknot is like an amazing athlete. <laughs> That'd be devastating. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do. They formed after meeting each other at their CrossFit gym. God. Oh, man. Just drink it in. That would hurt they they go to bed right after the show and get up and go jog the next morning. Mm -hmm. Every morning. Lift weights, do parkour. Nobody knows because of the masks. Because of the masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They've got it perfect. They can exercise anytime they want. No one's going to mess with them. In any 10 gym. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah. And Slipknot could be any group of dudes. One of us could <laughs> yeah. be Slipknot. Any of us could be in Slipknot. What are... Next um, episode, we'll pull the statistics on the likelihood the person you're talking to is in Slipknot. <laughs> like, how likely is that to happen to you? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> we could probably get them, we, like, because you could do the math for in their hometown, but also outside of their hometown based on, like, countries they visit regularly. Mm hmm Yeah. Wow. This is a very rich, robust math problem. Yeah. It's, and this would be the first time I used my degree. I was just thinking that, honestly, and I would love to come back to a spreadsheet next week. 
Just by country. Country yeah. by country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, weirdly, you never see Slipknot in the country of Chad. <laughs> so... <laughs> worst, so w- worst Christian music scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. Enid? Enid, Oklahoma? What's going on? You don't I don't to, think there was anything there. You don't have to name names. I can't even remember them. That's how bad it was. Yikes. I got a steel trap for this this whole thing. I'm loving it. But, what's what's some what are some crazy Christian hardcore stories that you've got? Surely some people must have fallen off rafters, shit like that. Well, people got hurt. Uh, yeah, the, there was a band called the Deadlines that used to be like a Misfits ripoff, and so like the drummer would light his cymbals on fire, and they'd all dress like they were dead and okay. in, like suits. And the uh, they played at a church, and the the apron started to catch fire because of the drummer's oh. cymbals at one show. So they couldn't do that at churches anymore. Makes sense. Um, and they'd spit blood at you and stuff while they sing about Jesus in the graveyard. I love that shit. I love when it, Christ goes gory. Oh man, they and they. Oh. I mean, well, the best thing was when they released their album, The Deadlines. They have to do a little insert because the songs were just about like let's go to the graveyard or vampires in love, and they had to re- illustrate how it was Christian so they could sell it in Christian books. Where Squad Five O had to do the same thing, and so they had little pamphlets where. You pull it out and be like, oh, this song about Martians is about Jesus loving us or vegan nightmares about this. And like, wow. it was so weird. So they just had, they had programs. They had programs because none of the, like, they maybe said Christ once mm-hmm. in the album. Like, nothing was really overtly Christian, but they were still on like a Christian label and still had Christian undertone, undertones and stuff. So I bet there's a lot of money in just taking a secular band that's like not quite getting there and. Being like a PR person that helps them transition. Creed, mm, Christian yeah, band. Creed. It's one hundred percent. Creed was sold in Christian bookstores, and that said, "God damn," on the album. There's a song on that first album. It's a suicide letter where he says, "God damn." Still sold it in Christian bookstores. Wow. Yeah, you could buy it at Mardell at one point. So, are you falling on the side of Creed's not really Christian? Oh, Scott Stapp is a troubled human being. Because I don't count. I don't count Creed as a whole. I just count Scott Stapp and the drummer, mm. Steve. Steve, 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 Steve Creed, Steve Creed, <laughs> Steve Creed yeah. drummer, yeah. Steve Creed drummer. Dot go bandcamp.com. <laughs> you can buy some of my tracks from from Arms Wide Open. It's just the drums. It's just the drums in an empty room. Yeah, I re- I did a sick remix of the drum part from uh, Arms Wide Open. <laughs> I like how that's the only song we could think of. For, yeah, it is. For Creed is Arms Wide Open. I was never a big Creed guy. I never got yeah. into that fad of of the the big Creed Creed turn. So Yeah, me me neither, by the way. But so is is Creed like as a band, like an honestly Christian band? No, I there was just a lot of imagery towards God in the first album. Uh, okay. that they put out. No, after that, well, now I guess in their second album, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think he kept it kept it ambiguous so he could make double the money. Mm. I think I think they're a Celtic druid rock band. They just got confused by all the crosses. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Arm tattoos. Alex, what do you think? <laughs> I love the idea of a Celtic druid rock band. Uh, just generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> I mean, you could, like... Because Flogging Molly's not quite there. Uh, they could... Uh, a, Okay, uh, 
Celtic Druid Rock Band could be Dinosaur Junior Junior because of the dinosaur eggs they like to carry. Oh my God, you're right. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, you you want to do real Christian hours? Oh man, it's time for real Christian hours. Real Who up? Click cr- like. <laughs> Smash that like button. What's what's real Christian hours? Um, it's a, it's all it's a, it's a segment we can only do with our Christian guests. Okay. Um, it's just a gauntlet of questions, uh, but they're all really good. I like them a lot. First question: How do you pray? Uh, just with my eyes open, some like meditation almost. With your eyes <laughs> wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that. That's my creed laugh. <laughs> But it's more of a meditation thing for you. Yeah, yeah. It's I just my favorite verse from the Bible is "Be still and know that I am God," and mm-hmm. I just like that idea. It's like it's in a sense of meditation and just yeah. letting go of control. I feel like when I okay. ask people this question, there's kind of a slider between mm-hmm. how much you're talking to something and how much you're just emptying yourself. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So what? Where do you say you like fall on that axis? More on emptying myself, mm-hmm. and also just thinking about. My problems, my day, mm-hmm. everything like that, trying to get it out of my mind, let it start to resolve itself. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's kind of like venting to yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You can't just okay. let it build up. I mm-hmm. mean, you become a youth minister if that happens. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It happens. It happened to me. I feel like we all know the best youth minister we've ever had and the worst one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had a youth minister who was really into MXPX. Oh, I loved MXPX. Yeah, they're great. What's the problem? He well, there was no problem. I liked him a lot. Oh, he, he was the one you liked. Yeah, he he uh, let me borrow the Evil Dead movies, mm-hmm. uh, Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, and uh, it was great. And then, like a year ago, he accidentally came to a thing I was doing at the Opolis. Is he awesome now, or is he still a youth minister? He's both. Very liberal. Yeah, liberal. you got to cool, be with these super kids. Super cool youth yeah, minister. Yeah, he's staying he's millennials. Boy. It must be tough to be a minister to those millennials. Oh, they want they, they want stuff. Though. Yeah, like always with the fidget spinners. Yeah, the healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> a Ice better cream. wage. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh. living wage. Who needs it? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Even children. That's. Whew. That's true. Okay. Second real question, real Christian hours question. Um, is God humanoid? Does God have like a humanoid form? I, I, I've never seen him that way. Yeah. I, I've never envisioned him. In you feel human. like someone's ever made you like try to visualize him that way and you just kind of go, ugh. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm just not a fan of, cause the way they described him is it's like, he's got this trunk coming down and all of these arms Coming off of them, and mm-hmm. pretty cool. You go to a temple to worship him. Is that why the conservatives like him because he's well armed? <laughs> That's actually a joke. I I can use it my next church visit and get a ton of laughs. That's rule. You can have it. I don't. I'm, think I'm it... gonna use it. I'm a Christian. I steal. <laughs> I steal your ideas and philosophies and use them for my advantage. What are you What are you talking about? Uh, do you know uh, who are the Christian comedians that you like? Are there any? There's actually one, and I will vouch for him. This Go. is an honest endorsement. A guy named John Christ, yeah, um, from Denver. 
He tours and does churches, but he also headlines comedy clubs, just a clean comic, Mm -hmm. not overtly Christian, makes jokes about the church. One of the funniest guys I've ever seen live. John Christ, you you will not be disappointed. He is is extremely funny. Um, There is no one else (laughs) that I can think of. Okay, not even uh, the Christian ventriloquist comedian Taylor Mason? I don't know Taylor Mason. I don't know. I just knew him from uh, a A Bananas DVD. DVD. What's a bananas DVD? So look, <laughs> something is it like Veggie Tales. No, it's just Christian stand-up. Just a DVD of Christian stand-up called Bananas. Called Bananas that Heath and I both had as kids and like did like independently of one another. And as far as we know, nobody else knows. He about wasn't it. the guy with the big star on his shirt. I don't no. think so. Did he have like a punk rock? Dummy? No, he was he was just like a. I don't even remember the dummies that he had. Um, I think there was a black dummy, which is a little problematic, I think. Well, black people can like Jesus. No, Well, yeah, <laughs> but a white guy can't do a black... No, you're right. Um, no, but you got it reversed. A black guy can't do a white guy's voice. Yeah, no. That's what's offensive. <laughs> you got him flipped. That's, that's all you did there. You just got to flip that pancake over. You got it all messed up, my man. I really <laughs> fucked no, up. No, bro. It's That's cool. what I like about church. They really stand up for the white guy. <laughs> it's it's nice to have a voice. And, it is. And a tax break. <laughs> it's, it's really nice. <sighs> final final real Christian hours question. Uh, what is the Holy Spirit and what is the Holy Spirit's role? Uh, the Holy Spirit was supposed to be... How do I, how do I, it's hard to even, people try and put it into words. It's hard to even put into words, I guess, for me. Um, it's the grace that was left from Jesus after he left. It was the grace of kindness left among us, the Holy Spirit. Wow. So huh. there's, there's an innate, there's, there should be an innate goodness in all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the Holy Spirit. And it's huh. through that you kind of weave your way to, to Jesus and God. It's like a slug wow. trail. Yeah. It, well, it's like a, it's like a, an infestation. Like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like you're next, you're it's like talking there. to your brother and then you look back at him and his eyes are white and he's, he's talking in and, and one word sentences. White, and then, oh, and oh, yeah. but I have a black brother. That's my brother's name. Bambalam. <laughs> Whoa, black brother. Bambalam. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is going. This is amazing radio. <laughs> this is really good radio. Yeah, just excellent. constant laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirdest uh, explanation I got for the Holy Spirit growing up was uh, from my mom, actually. Um, it was the weirdest and also the least profound one. All right. I just said, What's the Holy Spirit? And she said, An egg. <laughs> and that's it? Yeah, just an egg. She didn't follow up on it, like a like a holy egg. You know what? I, <laughs> what's the yolk? Um, that's the Holy Spirit. Cause the yolk's part of the egg. Oh, I thought the, I'm. It's it's not good. That's, all you I'm got not, was it's an egg. It's an uncooked egg. <laughs> and I'm sure my mom said other things, but that's all I took away from oh it. Oh my god! And I think it would abuse her to know that. <laughs> Uh, Heath's mom, please come on the podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't have, like, 
But whatever, you know. That's the end of Real Christian Hours. Thanks yeah. for asking me the yeah. questions. I really enjoyed being asked yeah. questions. We're, uh, we like asking those questions. We like talking yeah. about it. Um, you guys want to talk about the Noah's Ark game? Yes, absolutely. Did you play it? No, I did not play it, but I, I know about it. Is it from the, it's from the early days, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. NES. Yeah. Or like a bootlegged We had thing. that and yeah. Bible Blaster. I mean, you I mean, had it? Well, I, I had a friend that had it. Okay. Blasting the Bible seems counterproductive. You don't blast the Bible. You blast sins with the Bible. Okay. Oh. I don't know. I just Is that why like conservatives are Christians? Because the Bible's a gun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you turn to the right verse and say the right words, it, it can kill a man. Shoot him right in his gut. <laughs> what? Uh, and it's also a laser, right? It's also, it's a, also laser, a laser. And it's also and a, a GPS. And a GPS and yeah. a sword. It's a sword, yeah. It's also a sword. It's a, The Bible is like everywhere. You're telling it's, me the Bible's a sword, but a burrito's not a sandwich. Listen, the Bible's a sword. A burrito is a sandwich. And so is a sword. I airtight. <laughs> yeah. The sheath is the bread. The metal is the meat. Stop. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, I stand by it. <laughs> These are my beliefs. I'll die with them. That's your hill. That's my hill that I'm going to die on is that a sword is a sandwich. <laughs> A switchblade is especially a sandwich because it's the sort the metal is inside of it and then it comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a finger sandwich. It's exact. Yeah. Yeah. You take it's it on small. the go. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a rev wrap. It's like a slim jim. <laughs> Which is a sandwich. Right. Um, the plastic is the bread. So I I looked up some footage of this game, Noah's Ark. And it was a lot like the first Wolfenstein games, like the first Doom games. Except we talked about this earlier too. But you're shooting, um, you're shooting the, the animals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which seems. Look, I don't want to tell Noah how to do any of this stuff because it's a lot of pressure. But if I were Noah, I don't think I would put all the animals on the ark just to shoot at them. Yeah, it really is fish in a barrel, huh? Yeah, where's the challenge? Yeah. But also, <laughs> they can't breed when they're dead, as far oh, as I know. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I guess through God all things are possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I yeah. run red lights and stuff. Yeah. It just seems like if you went, all to, went to all this work to get the animals on the boat. They, came, they came to him. Oh. He didn't have to do that shit was, except oh. build the boat. You guys have never been to camp a bunch, huh? That was the easy part. That was the easy part. Yeah, yeah, the hard part was just steering that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And keeping and all the animals from fighting. Alcohol. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just alcoholism. Oh, man, yeah, I forgot that Noah was an alcoholic. It's amazing he didn't crash that boat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good thing there or aren't... Or I guess he did eventually, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good thing there aren't water police, otherwise... I think good thing there aren't water police in general. Mm-hmm. I'd be terrified to, to see them on the water. Yeah. That's just what sharks are. There's no law out there. I'm oh. not wearing a shirt. Which I think is illegal. It has. Uh, it's on the water, it is. <laughs> yeah. Everything's different on the water. Yeah. There's different laws. 
There's water lawyers. There's the water lawyers. There's um, a water law school. It's in Atlantis. How fast do you think Jesus could run on water? Wow. Let's talk about it. I forgot. I didn't think real Christian hours was still going on, but... <laughs> I like to imagine a little faster than he could on land because he's pushing off waves and such. Yeah. Like, Does, is, is it like, con you think it was like concrete to him whenever, or like actual I think solid, or do you think he dipped down? Like here's the water what it's got to be like a what's, little. What's the, what's the surface with the most give, or with the least give, that doesn't damage your knees when you run on it? Because that's the, that's the surface. A yoga mat. Yeah, yoga mat, mm -hmm. trampoline, trampoline, uh, bungee, says it, like a bungee like, material. Oh, yeah, like a bunch of woven bungee. Yeah. Maybe that's what he did. Woven bungee? Yeah. Just yeah, I get that. Now that I'm seems like the most realistic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining Jesus running at top speed and then a big wave approaches and he just runs and vaults off of it. Does a flip up? It does like a flip. Yeah, yeah badass. And Extreme it's Jesus real sports. sweet. That's and that's how Dude Perfect was made. It's <laughs> it's so insane that nobody, everybody just refuses to touch any of Jesus's teen years. Like no one's making a movie about the lost twenty years of Jesus's life. It never gets mentioned. It never gets never talked gets. about. And there is there are twenty seasons of a TV show that you could make. About mm -hmm. just the middle, just alternate Jesus activities. I, I like to think those accounts were like taken out because it didn't look good for the church or something. Mm -hmm. um, presumably because Jesus did some bad things when he was being a teen. Mushrooms. But I like to imagine it's because he was such a nerd. <laughs> he was just boring. Yeah. He was like Peter Parker before he got bit by anything. Mm -hmm. He like knew a lot about carpentry, but he wasn't very good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read all the scrolls. He was an incel. He was definitely an incel. He was 4-1. <laughs> he was 4-1. 4-1 and a virgin. <laughs> the Jesus what, Christ story. And that's how he led him. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to pick up where he like hits puberty already and he hit puberty at 30. <laughs> Everybody no super one, freaked out. Oh, wow. no, that's when nerds hit puberty. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, playing this video game, what is what is Bible Blaster? I feel like I may have made it up. Mm, I see. Well, well either that, way, what happens? Yeah, what it? happens? What happens? In it? It's the alien invasion. They try and come and take our Bibles and get our Jesus. Okay. And so you, you use the Bibles to kill this them. This seems politicized. Is it a laser? What's that? Is it a laser? Yeah, that you it use? shoots okay, out like okay. a laser. Um, and it's just, you know, a bunch of, bunch of Mexicans coming in and shooting yeah. them with Bibles. Shooting them with Bibles. And they've yeah. got a slightly different Bible. So they're trying yeah. to take your Bibles. But you're shooting the Bibles at them? Well, the Bible disintegrates them. Have you never been hit with a... Obviously, you've never been hit with a Bible. You've no, I, I've, I've tried to avoid it because yeah. I heard mm -hmm. what happens. But yeah. if they're trying to take your Bibles, mm -hmm. why would you shoot... It's like if they were coming to take your T-shirts and you were shooting T-shirts and a T-shirt gun at them. Yeah, logic is pretty prevalent in the Christian community. 
especially the game world. Yeah. Uh, Christian logic usually um, doesn't notch. super hold up to scrutiny. <laughs> uh, that said, obviously shooting someone with a T-shirt knocks them out, and then you can retrieve the T-shirt. And, and you can pick up the Bible. You can pick up the Bible. It's easy. And it's got their blood on it now, so it's even stronger it's than it was before. A little more. Po- the pages are like a little thicker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it 24 hours, and it'll look like a clean, brand-new Bible after yeah. absorbing that power. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So since there doesn't seem to be a, like a lot of Christian video games, mm-hmm. I figured we would use some of our time to make a new Christian video game for the modern age, for the millennial Christian Ooh, gamer. Okay. Who is the most? Who's the biggest millennial in the Bible? Zacchaeus. David. Oh. <laughs> now Z- Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now Zacchaeus is the little dude that hung out up in the tree. Yeah, but he was a tax collector, and that's why they. Uh, that's that, why everyone that hated, why hated him? him. Yeah. Yeah, you know how you do stand up after work. He t- climbs trees after work. Oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Huh? Okay, I'll take that back. I didn't realize. I forgot he was a money collector. Yeah. He's a taxes boy. So, so David's the biggest millennial? I think David. Why are you, you saying David? Uh, well, because he started out as a real young kid. He was like a child prodigy. and then All he, millennials started out as young kids. That's true. That's relatable. That is relatable. Well, I guess now he's not really a mil- millennial. Because he just, well, did he inherit the kingdom? I don't remember how he became king. He, uh, he became king after killing Goliath. I, I would say sling. I'd say Greg, 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 Jesus's private dancer mm-hmm. from the Bible. I feel like he he was, was the only character in the Bible, with not a like a private guy. dancer in a bad way, but he yeah. he was like Jesus's dancer, right? Like Jesus gives a speech, Greg comes out and dances beforehand, <laughs> right? He was, the a crowd, he was a hype yeah. man. Yeah. Jesus's hype man, Greg. Jesus's hype Greg, man, Greg, Greg. Matoyla. That's Jesus. something mysteriously mm-hmm. missing from the Bible. Who was Jesus's opener? <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I, real talk, I'm going to guess it was Peter. Yeah. Yeah, right? Who was the vice pr- vice president of the of the disciples? Uh, probably, probably, is Jesus the president of the disciples, or is it like a fan club thing? That's a good question. I'd say Jesus is the president of the disciples. Okay. And Peter's the vice president, Peter's I think. Peter's the hell of the VP. Yeah, because he's like, you're my rock, and on this rock I shall build my church. And then he built a church on him. Right on top of his Yeah, bones. right on top Still of his breathing. <laughs> so oh. Imagine asking him to stop. Please stop. Don't do this to me. Yeah. It was worth it, though. Guy I went d- to I heaven. I didn't think yeah. he meant literally. Yeah. I mean, praise that. Praise that. So the biggest millennial in the Bible, I'm going to say is Satan. Um, Whoa. That's a, big, that's, a, that's a hot take. Go Satan, on. Satan's the biggest millennial in the Bible, or Lucifer, right? Because mm-hmm. you know who was really fed up with the way things are. Yeah, you know, you're who, right. you know who demanded to be uh, to be on the same level, to be a peer. Lucifer. What if it's like a Bioshock thing, and it turns out you were working for the bad guys the whole time, and you were Lucifer, and so Whoa. it ends with you, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Bioshock is. Yeah, it's a game that's about how uh, Ayn Rand is bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Trust me, it's... Anyway. Uh, but, so, but Satan got kicked out of his dad's house after standing up to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Got, stood up to him. Got an apartment in, in 
Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a shithole, but he loves it. <laughs> Started a noise band. Yeah. This neighborhood's got my kind of people in yeah. it. Yeah. Sinners. Big time. Has it? <laughs> I don't know. He's got hooves. Has an album review appendage. YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Satan's the biggest millennial in the Bible. Can we all agree on that? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd okay, agree. so Satan is the lead in this. Because mm-hmm. he's the biggest millennial. Now, what do millennials want to see in their games? Social media interaction. Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> RPG elements. I was going to say memes, you guys. Memes. Okay, yeah. Memes. Mm-hmm. So, I think all the memes are money. Oh, or are they okay. are they like spells? So you collect like you collect memes and you use them to unlock spells maybe? Mhm. Yeah. So, you're Satan running around for memes. The memes unlock spells. Who is Satan fighting? Who do millennials hate the most? Cops. All right. Who's the biggest cop in the Bible? <laughs> wow. Um, Would it be Pilate? Pontius Pilate. Yeah, Pontius Pilate. Pilate. So you got to go beat Pontius pa- Pilate because millennials hate cops. Pontius Pilate. <laughs> Guys, Pontius yeah, Pilate. Got to Pontius Pilate. And then so every time you maybe you, you've got to figure out how to like – Oh, anytime you get injured, you have to start a GoFundMe for your injuries. <laughs> and that's where the social aspect comes in. And if you don't post enough GoFundMes, then you don't get healed. Your, right. health, your health bar doesn't recover. But when you, when you pick up food in the game, it's like really fancy salads. Right. It's, it's, only, not, it's avo- not like it's you, it's only not like, avocado toast. It's like you haven't picked up meat. It's a, right. you, you've got... Uh, a journeyman's parfait on top of a <laughs> red leaf lettuce blend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm loving this. I think this is really coming together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think that Christians will want to buy a game that's led by Satan? Wait. Okay. Star, now, star, now, wait a minute. A I think it, look, I think if we spin this correctly, I think it's fine. Okay. I think it'll work. What's what's your spin pitch? Yeah. yeah, like have you guys seen Valkyrie? Like a movie about Nazis? No. No. Where the where the it's okay. The lead the lead characters were Nazis and nobody got mad. I'm mad right now. Yeah, why would they be Nazis? Make them because ba- they're make the trying, Nazis bad guys. They're trying they're trying to beat Hitler up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they're trying do they, to do they, they do like, it? Or do they get I hate to spoil it, but they don't. Ah! Movie sucks. Nazis win again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to knock Hitler's block off, but secret-like. So you're telling me it's a movie where you root for Nazis the whole time and then Hitler wins? <laughs> that sounds like they got figure it figured out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know what else they call Valkyrie? What? The 2016 election. <laughs> oh... Hot take, Heath. Woo. Hottest takes this side of the Mississippi. Who's got the hottest takes on the other side? Lindsey Graham. I bet it is Lindsey Graham. 
So uh, do we do we want to get into the reason we're all here today? I do. I would love to. Mewit Hotu. <laughs> Mewit Hotu. Yeah, I think it's Mewit Hotu. Uh, no, the band is Me Without You. Uh, Zach, tell us about your relationship with the band. I've I've been a fan. I saw them at Cornerstone. They do little uh, Cornerstone Music Festival, the giant festival. They did uh, little side stages, generator stages is what they were called. So they weren't actually on a stage. They're just little setups on the side of the road. And Me Without You was there the first year we went playing on that little generator side and just was amazing. Just raw and weird. And Wait, so they just yeah, play baby. on the side of a... You can you can you can get on these little generator stages like you have to do like a raffle or try and get on it, but sometimes record execs like Tooth and Nail or Solid State would come and watch, and that's how they got picked up. And so a year later they put out their first album, A to B Life, and it was just amazing. I uh, saw them at Cornerstone again. It was like 105 degrees, and they wore big red parkas the entire time they were on stage. What? Just to be weird. Wait, they so that's hang on. Nuts. They got their big break from a raffle. I guess I'd, maybe raffle's not the right word, but I'd like to say that's how they got their big break. Wow. Just from a raffle. But yeah, some, wow. somebody saw them there and they just, they did well. And yeah, I, I loved that first album. It was, it was weird. It was hard. It was, it was a, definitely a, a weird, weird band. But you want to play some jams off that? Absolutely. Which, uh, which song do you want us to start with off that first, oh. that first boy? I would say first song would be Gentleman. Here we go, gentlemen, by me without you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. This, this rules. Yeah, it's super rules. I just, I've always been a big fan of his lyrics. Yeah. From the research I did, I saw the people he quotes are. It's crazy. Like, uh, I like Vonnegut was one of the people I noticed that they end up quoting in their lyrics a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poet John Donne is in there in, in there a lot. Yeah. Wow. This is early. They they yeah. They they definitely changed over the years. Yeah, they mellowed out. I was more familiar with them during, like in like oh nine. Yeah. This is excellent. Are you are you serious? Are yeah. you picking on it? No. It's okay if you pick on it. No, this is We're not, not a bit. this isn't a pick on cast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is <laughs> this is a this isn't the the praise meme. Right. No. This isn't the this is the praise down, not the punch down. Right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta stop rolling. They remind me a lot of Law Dispute. I don't know Law Dispute. Uh, Do you want me to crank crank up? We could play. We could play a Law Dispute song. Is this a Christian band or just a just a band? I know. Get ready. Get ready. They're feel your feet heat up from the hell below. They're they're a band of the earth. Mm. What uh, what song? What are what are we options here? Up top, we've got such small hands. That, That one's fine. The lead singer, Law Disputes, a good bit whinier, but it's just kind of that spoken yell mm-hmm. sort of sound behind it. 
I like that kind of thing. Yeah, I was always a fan of that. It's like a, like an audio book. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like this. This is good. All right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it reminded me of them right away. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm really into it. I really like a lot of this music. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was real good. So is there anything else off of A to B Life specifically that you'd want to talk about? Uh, there, There's a lot of callbacks. And the, the lead singer of Me Without You, he says it's a callback to Neutral Milk Hotel. Cool. Where he, he does part B and part mm-hmm. two of songs. So like, there's a couple on A to B Life that show up later. And there's lyrics that are just kind of altered or the melody's different. But it's still along the same line. It's just a continuation um there's one just called we know who our enemies are yeah that's, yeah, that's great that's a good one Tight. that's great i want to play a little bit of that yeah this is a fun one this is good yeah it's just fun yeah this is real fun damn Okay, but they – wow, I like that a lot. Um, so they, they changed – would you say that their next album is much uh, different? Ma- yeah, Catch First the Foxes is a, whole, is a whole lot different. A lot more contemplative, a lot more um, lyrics are a lot more focused, music's a lot more focused. Okay. Yeah, it, it was definitely a huge jump from that first album. Also, okay. uh, Catch First the Foxes is like a roomy thing. Like they're quoting roomy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Catch yeah. First the Foxes, the foxes in the field, they're destroying the crops and – Everything like that. That's what it comes from. Huh. Which uh, which song off this one should we... I'd say Disaster Tourism. Disaster That's Tourism. That or uh, January 1979, but Disaster Tourism is my favorite off the album. I like that. It's different. The guitarist, his brother, the brother and the guitarist and the lead singer are brothers and... He does a lot of pedal work. I care more about pedal than like the guitars at this yeah. point. I just wa- I don't even want the guitar. I just want yeah. the pedals. Yeah, yeah. Could be any noise coming through those bad boys. Yeah. There's one line on this song I think that stuck out the most because this album came out at a time where I was really doubting i guess christianity doubting my faith mm-hmm. and it was this line here that really hit me just that line when i satisfy each need invented by my eye it's like it hit me that i'm just creating all these things that i don't need and so mm-hmm. i started to let those things fall away and it actually helped out my life a cool lot. yeah so we forgot wow. to ask this earlier, but has it just been a smooth Christian ride? Has that been yeah, your, I, in your life? Yeah, I've I have had, I, you know, I had I had about a semester of college where I was bitter, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand, and I revolted, and then I thought, you know, if it works for these people, who am I to judge? Like, I don't judge. If you're a good person, I don't care what you do or what you believe or how you feel, as long as you're a good person. So I got out of that hole. I'm judgy. Uh, I'm revolting, and you know, I still go to church when I go home, and it doesn't bother me or mm-hmm. anything. The way I like to think about it is 
a lot of people uh, grow up in some kind of faith and they deconstruct their faith around that around like, like a college age, mm-hmm. and then some people stay there and they just kind of stay a bitter, like you were talking about. But some people like deconstruct their lack of faith, yeah, and then they kind of are simultaneously both because there are things they like about each. Yeah, I, I think I had that. Mm-hmm. I think I had that face for sure. Yeah, I definitely did. So let's. Uh, what what other songs do you want to talk about here? What else we got on there? We've got anything else from Catch Us the Foxes? What was the other one? January nineteen January nineteen seventy nine was the most popular from that album. Okay, but it's it's still pretty good. Okay. This is pop punk. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, it's major pop punk. Oh yeah, baby. I felt with, with me without you. I felt with all the Christian bands, like they all aped modern, like secular music. Like, like I said, the Deadlines aped the Misfits. The mm-hmm. Huntingtons aped uh, the Ramones. Right. Uh, Starfire Fifty Nine aped Joy Division. Like, there was all these guys that did that, and me without you is the one band that. Didn't ape. Didn't ape. They yeah. they stayed true to who they they were the entire time. So as much as you know about all these different bands, you're really saying that like me without you is the only one that you can name that hasn't like ripped it's, off a secular band. Yeah, I, I would say so. Wow. Yeah, that's. I, I, wow. I'd say maybe them and MXPX to a certain extent. Yeah. But I just feel like that 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 pop punk that MXPX was. Anybody could be it, and nobody was like, we created it or mm-hmm. we created it. Everybody just kind of jumped into it and let it go. Yeah, there there wasn't really like a sole pioneer of that genre. No, I, I mean, I'm sure there was, but nobody got mad about it. Like, everybody was just happy that that music was around. Nobody got mad about it. I remember feeling that way about pop punk. Like oh, in yeah. The 90s. Mm-hmm. First time hearing it, you're just like, oh, I'm happy that this is mm-hmm. a part of the zeitgeist or whatever. Yeah, I think I'll just going and smile yeah just smile real big look in a mirror and smile (laughs) so then uh after that we've got brother sister that was that was their best yeah yeah that was definitely their best album okay um oh porcupine is good okay um and a basket what's that song called uh is that on there the one with the cookie or whatever Oh, that's from their next one. That's from the okay. next one. No, this one's got uh, In a Market Dimly Oh, and a Sweater Poorly Knit. In a Sweater Poorly Knit, that's the one? Yeah, that's a good one. Is that right. a Weezer song? Let's crank it. Yeah, it is. Oh, shit, they did ape them. <laughs> oh, boy. I forgot I picked the one cover song they did, and it was Weezer's <sighs> In a Sweater Poorly Knit. <laughs> I love this. This is when they started to get real mystic. Like, very conceptual. Everything had to have this huge meaning behind it. I did pick one with a long intro before anything happened. That's okay. In a sweater poorly knit and an unsuspecting smile Little Moses drifts downstream in the Nile A fumbling reply, an awkward, rigid laugh And I'm carried helpless by my floating basket raft Your flavor in my mind is back and forth between 
sweeter than any wine, as bitter as mustard green. Then it's light and dark as honeydew and pumpernickel bread. Trap I set for you seems to caught my leg and That's you can, nice. Yeah, they just really start to. Wow. Yeah. That's so different. Yeah, it's 100. And he doesn't really scream. He screams a lot on this album like he did, but he, he doesn't scream much anymore these days. Huh. And I don't like that. Really, right. Really yeah. wreaks havoc on the old throat, though. That's true. Yeah, we just get cough drop. Yeah, or fisherman's a, friend, my dude. Or a green tea with honey. Yeah. Where are you going to get that at? You're on the road. <laughs> driving. I'm sure Lipton's has it. I'm sure Lipton's is real. Is that a store? <laughs> Lipton's. <laughs> Lipton's. <laughs> Lipton's Tea Emporium. Stop by my local Lipton's. <laughs> they all get a glass of tea and... That's it from you want to meet, Yeah, yeah. You want to meet for tea and just talk about talk about your walk? <laughs> meet at Lipton's. Uh, what's what's another another good one? Um, let's do Nice and Blue Part Two because Nice and Blue is from the first album. Whoa! And this is the second version of it. This fucking rules. Yeah, this there's, kicks ass. There's one line where he just goes off on this tangent, like he's just talking real fast and mm-hmm. going on his little speech, and he's like, says something like, I'm still trying to meet a woman like my mom, only a little closer to my age. <laughs> like, he says, like, weird stuff like that, like, talks about being, like, a 34-year-old virgin. and Oh, my God. Kiss, like, all this sort of stuff. He just... He was very honest all the way throughout. Wait, that's nuts. He, Wait, the lead singer of Me Without You is a thirty-four-year-old virgin at one point. No, yeah, at one point he's married now and everything. But yeah, he's never he's had two alcoholic drinks in his entire life. Never done drugs. Never. Where does he get all that hate from? It's not hate. It's just oh, maybe intensity. It is intensity, like hate in a rock way. Yeah, hate, hate rock, rock hate, fury. rock hate, fury. Yeah. How about fury? That's oh, I like fury. Where's yeah. where's all that fury come from? Oof. The Lord. The Lord, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Praise you ever that. do push? You ever see Praise the power that. team? You remember those guys? The yes. The power team? Oh, yeah. The I believe our logo That's is... Our, that, yeah, yeah, that is your logo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the power team. Old Sting, before he went dark, he was... Oh, yeah, the flower boy? Uh-huh. Just covered in all the colors. And yeah. Him and the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Used yeah. to be in the police, too. He did. All right. You guys remember that gimmick? He was instrumental. That old gimmick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we're yeah. back. We're back on. So, what was your favorite time you saw the power team? Uh, Alva, Oklahoma, because it was close to home. Mm-hmm. A guy ran through a two by four, and I cheered like Chris Farley, and everybody said, "Wow, you sound like Chris Farley." Important like, detail: Did he run through the two by four like backwards ways or long backwards? Ways? <laughs> He ran through it long ways backwards. Oh, so he ran into like the short it end. Splinter, it splintered as he, as he ran backwards on it. Whoa! Yeah, and then he and then he praised he praised the Lord as soon as he got done. You gotta. Yeah, 
Oh, if you don't, it's the devil's. Yeah. That's mu- devil muscles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> devil muscles. Little known fact. Anytime you do anything with your muscles and you don't praise the Lord afterwards, mm-hmm. you do get in trouble. That is a sin um, because muscles are evil. Yes. Unless you give unless you give the glory, glory to God. You got to give the glory to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that counts as wealth. Muscles, muscles? count as wealth. Oh, so wow. if you don't yeah. give it's, the glory to God. It's flesh wealth. It's <laughs> it's flesh wealth. <laughs> oh, that is such a weird word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our listeners um, for s- both of us saying flesh wealth just now. I got super uncomfortable for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> After that second one, you just really locked up. <laughs> I did. I don't know if, how I'm going to recover. We'll try to make we'll try to make this as comfortable as we can now that that's happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I say it, go try ahead. It. Flesh wealth. It's not bad. Yeah. No. How, how'd it feel? It felt good. Give like, me. I felt like I ordered something in another country. <laughs> G- yeah. Do you- Uno flesh wealth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's their next fucking album? Their ne- <laughs> Folks, their next album is It's All Crazy. It's All False. It's All a Dream. It's All Right. Now, what happened? Between their previous album that, and this that's, one. That's from a, a, a poem by uh, oh, a Sufi religious leader. I cannot remember his name, but he used to be, he used to tour, like he was very well known. Um, it's just from, it's from that play. This is the album that kind of got them exiled from the Christian world completely. They had already kind of left it at this point. Okay. Uh, they have a song called Allah, 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 and it kind of set off alarm bells and people that don't know anything's minds. Let's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we got to listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, it's for a great, sure. it's, a, it's like a praise and worship song that they wrote. This whole album is acoustic, like with a little bit okay. of electric. It's, it's not the best. Me without everywhere amps. We look, in everywhere we look, in everywhere we look, in everywhere we look, in everywhere we look. In everywhere we look, Allah, 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 in everywhere we look. And this is where people in everyone we broke meet. it in half, broke the CD in, in half, parents threw it out. Second story windows. Can you imagine being a small Christian boy going to a Me Without You concert and hearing them play that live? It would be like that scene in Borat where he sings the national anthem. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Freak out. I would love it. Mm, that's good. But they don't play churches. They haven't played churches since like six months into their band career. They they had a bassist that freaked out, and he's like, this is wrong. We're taking money. People are trying to promote Christ during our concerts. We don't like it. So they never played a church after that. Huh. Like They only do secular venues. I like that. Yeah, that's sweet. I like that a lot too. Yeah, yeah that's what I liked about them. Is they're they're all just they're truthful about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they're mm-hmm. they're super authentic about yeah. it. Off of that, um, now I see "Bullet to Binary" part two. Yeah. This is another callback to a previous album. Yeah, "Bullet to Binary" is from the first album as okay. well. Okay. Huh. Is that? Should we listen to it? Uh, it's a, yeah, go ahead yeah. if you want to. Right. Is it called part two because it's a legitimate sequel to the song? It, ta- it picks up right where the first one left off. Wow. Yeah. How come more people don't do that? It's insane. 
I think uh, Primus does that. I think every single Primus song has been. Oh my god, they're all setting up different universes and canons. <laughs> One person with a job at a time. Yeah. Jerry, race car driver. Yep. Tommy, cat. <laughs> Phil. John, fisherman. This whole album, he talked from the viewpoint of plants and animals. Like, it's it's all about, like, what would the asparagus say to the cantaloupe in front of the Pentagon and stuff like that. I mean, like whoa. It's, yeah, it's weird. Wild. I kind of like that. Uh, it's, it's fun, but it's it's definitely their least mm-hmm. serious album. Okay. So then the next one is is a little more serious? It's that's This is a whole story. It's, it's about a train car filled with... Uh, circus animals and it's told from the viewpoint of different animals as they escape and things like that it's very conceptual it's their conceptual album i guess zach that is right up my goddamn alley you'll enjoy that Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh what uh which song from this one should we um i'd start with the first one uh back up it's february 17 1878 is that right yeah because originally it was january 1979 this is this is like their unintentional sequel God, I feel so stupid. No, I love it. Sleigh bells, that's nice. You gotta have sleigh bells. So his grasp of like lyrics and flow yeah. of it is just amazing. He's he's a very he, he writes yeah. non-stop. Like it's it's <sighs> how he conveys himself. Bonkers. Yeah. Uh I I did think of a game, a fun game uh during this though and it's take any band with a, a kind of spoken kind of vocal style and do Fred Schneider's voice over it from the V52s. I can't think of an example, but uh, just something to think about. I'm trying to think of all the... I was going to do, like, Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> oh. That works. Sh- uh, short Skirt, Long Jacket by Cake. Oh. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. I want a girl who comes home late. <laughs> uh, Blink B-52, is that something? <laughs> I think it could be. All the small things. <laughs> she left me roses by the stairs. My friend says, let me know she cares. <laughs> What's my age again? <laughs> <laughs> we 
Oh my god. Is there a Christian B fifty twos? The W's. Oh, dude, I remember the W's. <laughs> Guys, what are the W's? Uh, they're like a, they're, they were like a sw- they were more of like a swing band, I guess, Holy or jazz. Shit. Or... I forgot. Looking about it the up. W's. Yeah. Looking it up right now. Get ready to be really disappointed. Oh, they're no, folks, listeners. I would like it to be known that the number one song by the W's, their top track, their number one hit with a bullet, I know what it with is. a bullet, is called. The devil is bad. Yes. <laughs> Praise that. Praise, Praise that. that. Let's uh, let's just get a quick clip of "The Devil Is Bad" by the W's. Oh, so many memories. I had this CD. Oh yeah. I'm loving this bullfighting horn. Get ready, because that's all they do. Yeah, everyone in the room just started shaking their shoulders. Yeah, everybody shimmied almost involuntarily, I think, except for our stalwart producer. Our stoic warrior on the ones and twos. Yeah, absolutely. I used to pick on people for listening to this. I, but this I was the only this? that was the only swing Christian. Band. I would have gotten bullied by you. I think I loved Five Iron Frenzy. Like I love no, I love Five Iron Frenzy, but just not the W's. Just not the W's, man. Swing cannot be replicated by Christianity. Yeah, W's. Because swing's all about fucking, fucking, and just drinking and smoking, and and you have to write songs like The Devil Is Bad because you're a Christian swing band. You don't have fences to swing for. Hey. Yeah, this is. I I have heard this. You are the devil and you are bad. That's an amazing. Hey guys, a lot of Christian bands are writing songs for Satan. I think they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. He's not listening, or maybe he is and he's pissed. Oh, he's probably. Is. Oh, he's he's checking out his subtweets. Like you he's know, googling. He's searching his name. You know, Satan is that thin-skinned. Big time. He's not yeah. just checking his ads. He's Googling his own name. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, any other songs off 10 Stories for we... Uh, it's, uh, if you want to pick another one, I'll, you can just do one at random. They're all kind of just there. Okay. They all sound like the Christian Chips Ahoy song. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's try Aubergine. Mm, I like that it starts with what is clearly the end of the previous song. Oh, big time. Ooh, baby, that's my kind of thing. That's why I like the Proto Men so much. Excuse me? What is this now? I... I don't know. Are they Rascal Flats? It feels, well... Yeah, a little bit. It feels almost arena. Nope. Yeah, you gonna have to go to an arena and watch this guy. No, absolutely. Stay with a flower on his mic stand, talking all weird. I have found a big old bird. <laughs> it's my friend, and we're married. Yeah, now they're just the homeschooled car seat headrest. I, I do not disagree that they they waned hard in the later years. They sound it's it sounds like my impression of David Lynch earlier. <laughs> really, the W's? No, no, no. That was. Yeah, that's the W's new album. Yeah. Get out of here. 
I yeah. thought we were still on the W's. I'm so... <laughs> I didn't know we went back. <laughs> Can you imagine what I just went through? Going to what... Like, <laughs> what if you hadn't seen the W's in years and you're like, oh, I just want to see them. And you go and that's what they are now. <laughs> so you're dressed in, to, in your zoot and everything like that. I've got There is a on. badger in the river. Just He's got a little hat on top of a bigger hat. Hey! But it almost sounds like he's dying in the later albums. Like he gets quiet and he kind of just, I want to talk like this. A, a dragon built a cabin out of Melatoy's toast. There's a Junebug. Their last album pocket. is just going to be like an Emo Phillips set. It's, it's just a really quiet album. There's a, you just hear a murmur in the background. The Birthday Boys have a sketch called Rock and Roll, and it's just a bunch of like, rock and roll guys being like you know what the real rock and roll was june bug phillips and then it's a guy from the 20s just being like <laughs> well there's a cricket on my knee there's a cricket on my knee <laughs> and that's what that reminds me of their next album is just going to be an american football album i ooh. You like right. american football I don't. I didn't, I know him, but I don't know him. Okay. So up next, should we go for EastEnders' Wives, the maxi single, or uh, just skip all that? Pale Horses is, is their new album. Okay. Mexican War Streets is probably the best off of it, but it's not that great of an album. Okay. I don't know, man. I still think this holds up. I would say that this goes like the instrumentation is real good. Yeah, they're, I like the way the guy. Yeah. This came out a year and a half ago, two years ago, so they're still out there doing it. Do you know the band Why with Yoni Wolf? Have you ever heard of Why? Uh, yes. They're best friends. The lead singer of Me Without You and Yoni. He went on Yoni's podcast, and they became just best friends. I love that. Yeah, it made my day because Yoni's my other favorite lyricist. That makes sense. I love Yoni. So a couple of things I'm going to bring up about this album. Most of the songs are color thing. There's Pale Horse, Watermelon Ascot, Red Cow, Blue Hen, Lilac Queen, Burnham Wood. I don't know if Burnham's a color. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Rainbow Science. Every name is already a color. That's true. See, it kind of feels like the older yeah. stuff a little bit. They get a little bit of it back. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's their newest one. Yeah, this is their newest one. I don't think they're. I don't think they're getting. They're not like getting worse. They're. They've just. A to B life was. It's yeah. me. It's me holding on to. Please never change. Always be this way. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair. For, for them, I would say, but I, I like it still. I, I've listened to every album several times. Right. But I just miss the, the screaming and the chaos. And yeah, it's it's like what it's I call it the stroke syndrome. Yep. And it's where okay. you're on stage and you have yeah. a stroke. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, but you're, you're in the strokes. <laughs> well, what ha- the strokes just got good at music. Yeah. So Kings of Leon, same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. They both just got too good at music and they started sucking. 
Yeah. Because they because wow. it used to be dirty and it used to be raw and it, it wasn't packaged nicely. And then they turned into that and it just went awful. Yeah. And I'm worried that's that's what happened to these guys is they just mm-hmm. they just got better at playing. Yeah, they just became better musicians oh. and, it, and, it, and it correct cracked the style. That definitely happens. This all the kind time. of this kind of adds a another side of the coin to these cats can play. Mm-hmm. Can these cats play too good? Can the cats play too good? Damn. Yeah. Wow. Because these cats can play. They absolutely can. Huh. But did they lose their soul in the process? Right. They got good at their instruments. But did they tamp Which down the sin. fire? Which it is a is sin. You're supposed to be able to play bar chords on acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's tambourine, it. tambourine, a drum set, but an electric drum. Just that, that way, you can't get nuts. It's yeah. got to be an electric drum kit. Oh my god, it's always an electric drum kit or a djembe. Djembe. <laughs> so Heath, what were your final thoughts on me without you? Okay, really quick before we jump in, uh, the rating system works. You know how ah, the rating system yes. works? No, I'm unfamiliar. Okay, so we are going to rate the band out of twelve disciples. Keep in mind that. One of those disciples is Judas. Mm-hmm. So if you rate a perfect score, you just have to know that. It's kind of a velvet dagger to your rating. Yeah. Kind of like makes it trend up or trend down whether you uh, include Judas or not. Right. That said, my thoughts on me without you. I think I think I've made it pretty pretty clear over the over the course of this episode. Um, you can quote me saying, This rules. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Yeah. Um they have a sound like they have like they have a sound that I don't think they aped like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, law disputes really close, but I don't think anybody's going out of their way to be like the Christian law dispute. When did law dispute come around? Dispute. Law dispute. <laughs> That's what they called <laughs> little law disputes. <laughs> I I actually uh, I don't remember. I'm not super familiar with like their background. Let me find out. Because they could have aped me without you. Ooh. Has a secular band ever aped a Christian band? Ooh. That's a good question. I didn't mean Law to stop your final dispute formed thoughts. in 2004. Me without you? 1999. Hello. Hello. We might be on to something here. Interesting, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. So I'm just going to accept that as canon now. Mm-hmm. Law dispute ripped me without you off. Damn. Does that affect your rating at all? Yes, it does. Interesting. Uh, so I'm going to give... Well, let me let me rationalize this a little bit. They do seem to like be trending down. I decided I agree with you, Zach, on the fact that while it's all still good and fine, it's, it's kind of... Their best days as a band are behind them, probably. So I am going to give Me Without You... A twelve, and that's the Judas. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's does Judas hurt the score? I'm confused. Yes. Uh, the perfect score is eleven without that's Judas. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. So they get a twelve. I gotta agree. Because mm-hmm. I, I I would agree. Yeah, I think that this is a unanimous twelve. Uh, on for, on my end, I I really love the lyrical density they develop later on but mm, i love that kung fury they had early on mm-hmm. um it you know it does different things but on balance if you want to feel something you listen to those earlier albums uh if you want to learn something you listen to the later ones oh i'd agree completely that's yeah. really well put yeah, yeah i'd wow, cool. 100% agree 
Yeah, well said. Zach? I, I'd say a 12 as well. Mm-hmm. While they're still the only Christian band I listen to and the only Christian band I really stand behind in the end, still I feel like they've waned over the last three mm-hmm. albums. They've been lackluster. Batman has also waned. <sighs> Sorry, man. <laughs> We were doing such a good podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Then you had to go and just mess it up. (laughs) We'll start from the beginning. The praise down. It's a little podcast where it seats about 20. We're not really starting over. No, God, we don't have time. Too sleepy. So, 12, 12, 12, right? Yeah. Do we have like a, um, should we christen a 12 disciple club? Or like, you know, yeah. maybe like nine and higher club? Let's do 11, like 11 and 12, I think. Or ten, maybe 10 and higher? No? Yeah, the, the, the... Up, 12, 11 and 12? Okay. Okay, 11 and higher. Cool. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the club? The Fishers of Men Club. The Fishers of Men Club. I like that. All right. Uh, yeah. Me without you. Welcome to the Fishers of Men Club. You're the first. I think you're the first. They're the I first. Believe right? No one else has made it that high? I don't think so. I At least not unanimously. Yeah. Um, I got a, just a big congratulations to me without you. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to them for entering. Uh, before we go, save your machine. Save your machine. If you don't have to play it, but if you are a person curious about Christian music, look up Save Your Machine. That's actually perfect because we were just about to ask you for a piece of Christian media for us to interact oh, with and then Sa- talk about next Save time. Save Your Machine. All right. Like, get, it is get ready for some 10-minute songs. Oh, I love a 10-minute cool. song. Is there – okay – Few more questions. Is there a Christian Godspeed You Black Emperor out there? I'm not familiar with God Bleed You Back Bimperer. That's fine. <laughs> what is there they a do? Christian Rush? Ooh, Christian Rush would probably be Striper. Newsboys on that yeah, one you're album. Right, you're right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am. It's probably Striper. Is there a Christian. Oh, I asked you a Christian Shoegaze. Oh, yeah. What was that Christian Shoegaze? There's, there's Fine China. And uh, 238s along those lines, and Starflyer 59. But I know about Starflyer 59. Are yeah. they? I didn't know they were yeah, Christian. Yeah, they were on Tooth and Nail for, for like a decade. Uh, huh. They might still be on Tooth and Nail, actually. Right. I remember them. Here's I didn't, Fine I China. Oh. I remember Starflyer 59. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I hear they call shoe Christian shoegaze bands shoe praise bands. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining this Jesus podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is an egg. Oh. Mm-hmm. An egg. Um, is there <clears throat> is there a Christian oasis? Not that I can really think of. Maybe. No, not that I can really think of in terms of Oasis. Is there a Christian meatloaf? That would be oh. Michael Knott. 
he was in a punk band called LSU for a while, and then he went solo. And I'd say he's like the meatloaf of the of the Christian world. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great, really good song called "Sugar Mama." It's really good. Cool. Very meatloafy. I'm gonna crank that up real quick. What was his name? Michael Knott. Uh, it's it'd be under his solo album, so it'd be Mike Knott. M I K E K N O T T. I thought you've been saying Michael Nutt. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> that be, that's my new stage name. <laughs> I met him and he, at Cornerstone. And he was hammered drunk. Awesome. Sweet. Maybe not so much Meatloaf, but yeah. the singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm into that. Heath, any more, uh, any more questions? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to... How many Christian instrumental bands are there, just like post-rock bands? Or is there even a point in being a Christian post? I don't think there is any Christian post rock uh, in terms of instrumental. I don't. I don't think so. Not that I know of. I feel like okay. This has been my experience, but post rock was kind of like the methadone to Christian music's like heroin to me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I kind of used it to wean myself off of the other stuff. Yeah, because a lot of it's just kind of very. It kind of has that same property, uh, like that same tonality of Christian music, or it sounds like really big, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it, you know? <laughs> All right, you guys uh, you guys want to call it good here? Uh, I Actually, I have one request before I Yes, go. absolutely. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about Christian music, uh, I'd like to list off really fast some bands that you might want to check out. Absolutely, oh, sweet. Sweet. absolutely. Go uh, Goaty Hook, The Huntingtons, uh, Dogwood, Slick Shoes, Calibretto 13, MXPX, The Deadlines, Fine China 238, Starflyer 59, Zayo, Embodiment, Norma Jean, Reliant K, uh, Five Iron Frenzy, The Cooties, Crash Rickshaw, Me Without You, Squad 5 Project 86, uh, Stretch Armstrong, Living Sacrifice, and uh, Stavesacre. It's just pause that and pick a one one day. And Sweet. You'll hear just terrible, wow. terribly oh. fun Christian rock. Wow. You've given us a gift and I'm so you've given our listeners happy. a gift that I'm they so can come happy. back to. Yeah, they're not going to come back to that. I'm going to. Um, How do you know? Uh, yeah. We'll just list it. Yeah. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, we'll just list it in the episode. Perfect. Um, all do, right. All right. Uh, Zach, last thing. Where can we find you on the web? I lost my Twitter account a week ago. You uh, lost I, it? My phone reset, and I can't get into my old Shit. email because I haven't used it in five years, so I lost my Twitter. <sighs> I don't know my password. or <sighs> And uh, I was up to like 1,300 followers, and it's really upsetting. I'm sorry. So you many. can find me just walking around thinking about my Twitter. That's <laughs> what you can do. Look at me and then go, hey, Zach, do you got any tweets for me? And I'll go, yeah, here's a tweet. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Here's go fuck yourself. Go Hashtag Tugger TV. <laughs> Spank box. The Chateau. God. <laughs> All right. We're going to end the praise down the way we always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, saying, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you guys by for having me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this thank was you. great. I I think we're probably going to have you back in the future to talk right. about maybe mm-hmm. one of these other bands. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. It's because I, I don't think I don't think we got all of it. You barely under the surface. That's what guys. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta get us. You gotta get us underneath. Um. So you know, th- yeah, thank you everybody for listening to the praise down, and uh, as we always say, like we've always been saying, since we since the inception of this podcast, if you walk a mile, how about how about another one instead? If you hey, sometimes when you're walking one of them, you're gonna want to walk another one and listen to that impulse and just do it, pal. It's good for your thighs. Just walk that mile. Walk that mile. All right, bye everybody. Bye.